Welcome to Living Life. Today's text that we're going to look at is filled with genealogies. And it's important for the people of God who are coming back from exile, from Babylon, to really understand that they have a history with God. Now, when we do look at our own history, we can see that there are some interesting people in our family tree. I know for myself that we have a horse thief, but there's also a coachman to the queen. Now, what we're going to see in our text or pay attention to is God's perspective that there are those that might seem great, but also those who are least likely to be a part of God's plan. Well, let's take a look at God's word at this time. First Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1 through chapter 9, verse 34. The sons of Issachar, Tola, Pua, Jashub, and Shimron, four in all. The sons of Tola, Uzi, Raphahiah, Jeriel, Jimei, Ibsam, and Samuel, heads of their families. During the reign of David, the descendants of Tola listed as fighting men in their genealogy numbered 22,600. The son of Uzi, Israhiah, the sons of Israhiah, Michael, Obadiah, Joel, and Ishiah. All five of them were chiefs. According to their family genealogy, they had 36,000 men ready for battle, for they had many wives and children. The relatives who were fighting men belonging to all the clans of Issachar, as listed in their genealogy, were 87,000 in all. Three sons of Benjamin, Belah, Becker, and Jediel. The sons of Bela, Esbon, Uzi, Uziel, Jeremoth, and Eri, heads of families, five in all. Their genealogical record listed 22,034 fighting men. The sons of Becker, Zemurai, Joash, Eliasar, Elionai, Omri, Jeremoth, Abijah, Anathah, and Elamoth. All these were sons of Becker. Their genealogical record listed the heads of families and 20,200 fighting men. The son of Jediel, Bilhan, the sons of Bilhan, Jehush, Benjamin, Ehud, Kenanan, Zethan, Tarshish, and Ahashahar. All these sons of Jediel were heads of families. There were 17,200 fighting men ready to go out to war. The Shupites and Hupites were the descendants of Ir, and the Hushites the descendants of Ahir. The sons of Naphtalite, Jaziel, Guni, Jezer, and Shillem, the descendants of Bilhah, the descendants of Manasseh, Ashriel was his descendant through his Aramean concubine. She gave birth to Mekir, the father of Gilead. 
Makir took a wife from among the Hupites and Shupites. His sister's name was Makah. Another descendant was named Zelophehad, who had only daughters. As we look at First Chronicles chapters seven through nine, we can say, "Wow, look at all those names!" And today, we really want to though focus on God's perspective and the fact that in His plan, He uses the least among us as well as those who we might consider great. I mean, as you take a look through all of the names, you see one that's described as a concubine. There's one that is described as in a misfortune. There's one that's divorce, unfaithful, and yet all of these are part of God's plan for redemptive history. But there are also some that are great, or we can see their role. I mean, there's the mighty warriors that are listed. There's priests, Levites, and. There's just many different kinds of people that are listed in this text. Now, when we consider our genealogies, like my own, I had a chance to have my DNA tested, and I've discovered basically what I already knew, and that 96% of my ethnicity comes from. England, Scotland, Ireland—that area of the world—and just four percent of a little bit around the world. Now, as interesting as that is, I think what's more important is for me to know the people in my past. And as I as I consider just my own parents, I see that they have a great love. For the Lord, and I never really doubted God's existence because of how my parents lived out their life. And I first learned to love my parents, and then I learned to love my parents' God. And that faith became real to me. And I remember the day that I just really expressed to the Lord my faith and trust. My hope and confidence in Jesus Christ, and I wanted Him to be Lord of my life and just take me wherever He wanted me to go. Now, my parents passed on that faith to me, and then my wife and I have passed that on to our children, and they are walking with the Lord, and that's a great delight to me. And then now that I'm a grandpa. It is our hope and prayer that God will take hold of our grandson's heart. Now, as we look at the various genealogies that are listed, we can see that God just can use even the least among us, and the way that God chooses us to be a part of His plan is not the way. That say young kids would choose teams out on a playground. I remember when I was young, I might have been one of the captains, and then a friend of mine would be the other captain, and all of our classmates would be lined up, and we would start choosing people to be on our teams. And of course, we were choosing the great players because we wanted the best team. 
And it always came down to that last person. And maybe his name would have been Benjamin. For in our text, we can see that God even used the line of Benjamin. But God doesn't choose teams like that. Often he chooses just the little ones of this world. We can see that then as we go into the New Testament and we're told about the body of Christ. And the body of Christ, we're told, is one body, but it's made up of many members. And so in the body of Christ, we can be likened to some of us like an eye or an ear or a mouth or maybe a shoulder or an arm or a leg or a knee. But you know, some of us, though, are even just a little toe. But a little toe is very important. And I found that out when the day that my wife went into labor, she was five weeks early and we weren't ready. And I started to hurry around the house and my little toe got caught on a piece of furniture and it came completely out of joint and was facing in the wrong direction. And I started to have this great pain and I looked down and I felt like I was gonna faint. And I called my wife over and she put my toe back into position. And as I sat there, I thought, wow, what could be more painful than a little toe being out of place until I realized that my wife was just about ready to give birth to our first child. Why do I share this? Well, because some of us, some of you might be feeling like you're just a little toe, that you're not that important. But if you're not, if you're out of place, it can really affect the whole body of Christ. And so I just want to encourage you today, as you consider your family history, as you consider where you've come from and what place you have in God's work, I want to encourage you to be faithful to what God calls you to be and to do, even if that is just being a little toe. Let's be faithful to God's glory and our joy. As we close today and have considered God's perspective in the fact that he often will use the least among us, I'm reminded of a, of a game that my best friend and I would play. We call it remember when. And what we do is we just sit down together and we remember when God has used us in his kingdom work. We remember some of the events that we share as friends. And you know, some of the times are happy times, but other times they're not as happy. But it's good to be reminded like the people of God, it was good for them to be reminded that we have a history with God. And so I just want to encourage you 
this day to pause and to reflect on the life that you have with God. Let's pray. Father, I want to ask that you would be with those who are listening to this at this time, that you would be encouraging them, that Father, for those that have great positions of leadership and for those that might feel like they're likened to just a little toe, that Lord, you would encourage them and that you would remind them that you are their God and they are your people. And so, Father, we just want to pause and say thank you for how you are with us every step of the way. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, lifting up our eyes, stepping in closer.